you for it. Rana. In my magic house with all my boxes full of meeples. <laughs> oh, that is not a refrigerator. It is full of pieces of wood. <laughs> Our Rainer voice is almost like a, uh, it's a new 100% Giger. It's 100%-ish Giger-ish. Because <laughs> it's, I mean, it works. I make the board game. <laughs> uh, that closet is just full of pieces of felt. <laughs> there are various colors and sizes. Different colors, different numbers, different numbers and colors. I have no family, but (laughs) you might notice drawers of clothing for women. I use those. (laughs) Those are my thinking clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is a number in here. (laughs) Uh, If people knew anything about Rainer, this would be killing it. Yeah. Well, that'll that that's just for us. So specific. Do you want to talk about video games? Can I do it in my Rainer voice? <laughs> Can we just keep Rainer? Can we talk about them in Rainer voice? <laughs> we just Rainer riff for the rest of the episode. <laughs> so this video game podcast is now about specific board game creators. <laughs> Specifically, one. <laughs> just one, the most hilarious of all of them. Um, yeah, let's talk about video games. Okay. Uh, it's been a while since we've talked about video it games. It has been I a have, while. I have this card here full of uh, a smattering of various things. Um, mostly indie. I ah. think I've been playing mostly smaller stuff lately. Um, but before that, I will, I guess, lead off with the one that's not, is William and I have gotten into Siege. Uh, the Rainbow Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Uh... The team versus team, right? It's 5v5. (laughs) And what I didn't really understand about what it was, because I was like, oh, it's just Rainbow Six or Call of Duty or something. You're Joey. Yeah, like this is not... I'm Joey, yeah. Thank you. It's been that long since (laughs) I know curated indie games. I'm Joey. (laughs) And I'm Pickle Rick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Joey. (laughs) Told you I was going to do that. It's my new thing. I fucking hate it. People love it. Pickle Rick! Yeah! They do love Pickle Rick. They made a board game that's just called the Pickle Rick game. Uh, hilarious. Anyway, um, it's 5v5, and one team is, like, fortifying and, like, holding up in an, a, an area defending something. And the other team is trying to come in and, like, it's extract like- something or take a hostage or just killed them or something yeah. like that. But everyone has like barricade abilities uh, or like a special power that will help them infiltrate and get through the other side and then it'll switch. So I think it's like a first to three victories or best of five essentially. And you'll, you'll do assault and then you'll switch to defense and then go Which back to been assault. like plenty of games that have kind of done that. Yeah. But the, <laughs> the, for one, it's just like technically solid because like they've been Rainbow making Six. Rainbow Six forever. Yeah. Um, they have a how much like customizing the scope on your fucking pistol is there? There's a lot of because that's like the hallmark of Rainbow Six that drives me crazy. Oh, you mean like like gameplay mechanics? Every single no, just like customizing every single little thing on you. Like oh, I want this kind of lamp on my head. They it's a lot of blind blind loot box stuff for. Oh cosmetic drops like they have things called charms that are just like dangly things that hang off your gun are they loot box loot like do you have to pay money for them no you earn currency 
Okay. When you their their thing is really interesting. It's like you have a, this percentage that every time you play a match and finish it, the percentage will go up, but that percentage is the chance at which you will get a loot box. Okay. So like if you play a match and you lose, it'll go But up. there's no way to to like insert five hundred dollars yes to get... there is oh okay yeah you can buy the other currency so there's a there's two prices for everything okay so you can buy with the stuff you earn or you can buy with you know the r6 bucks or whatever but is called. it all cosmetic stuff yeah or is it so it's not like you can buy this sick ass assault rifle there well you can buy the characters so they're the the characters are called operators that mm. each have their own ability um there are only a couple, like depending on which version you get, it it seemed very tough to worm your way into this game because it was like there's a fourteen dollar version that's the starter one, or you can get the normal edition that comes with season whatever operators, or you can get the super big one that comes with all of the ones unlocked already, and you can unlock them with in game stuff you earn. Yeah, or you can just buy the buy the set. But I bought the set because it was on sale. But it's not like a hundred dollars normally. It is. Oh, that's <sighs> because ridiculous. it's this. They've already come out with season three. Yeah. So there's two full previous character release cycles that have already gone, and this version that I bought that was I think fifty bucks was like half off, and it come everything that has come out so far was unlocked in terms of gameplay mechanics, and then the rest of the is it online only? No, there's like a. 11 mission that's like a almost a tutorial but it kind of eases you into the mechanics and then there's a thing called terrorist hunt where you can just get a random mission and play by yourself if you want um but then the the bulk of the game is the multiplayer versus mode yeah and i turned off chat i turned off audio like there's no way for anyone in that game to communicate with me and it's awesome that was a good move (laughs) Yeah. yeah Um, but how are you supposed to know that you're an N-word, Joey? I I just know that. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. As long as you know it. I feel like you still don't know it, and somebody who's 13, who's living needs in to Arkansas, tell me. needs to tell you. But, yeah. But, um, okay. It's it's good. It's I suck at it pretty hard. Um, I've been playing on my laptop, which is strange, because I got the new Alienware. So It's got all those LEDs. you got to use them. Yeah. Makes it faster. Yeah. <laughs> Plus that spoiler you put on the case. <laughs> right. Really, really zoomed it up. Um, but it's good. It's a good one of those games. William likes it. Um, and I'll do it real quick since we've talked about it previously, but we've also went back into Deep Rock a little bit, and they're still updating that, and it's still very good. Is it close to done? I don't know. Like, are there still big areas where it's like, we're getting to this? Um, like when you're walking around the, in the game? When you're playing the game, it feels done. And that game looks awesome. But, like, there were sections where you'd go into, like, oh, this hall of whatever. Yeah, those are still how they were. Okay. Like, sectioned off. But that's not really a gameplay thing. I think yeah, it's yeah. just extra. I just mean, like, are the pieces that you can... You can still see there's more work to be yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. But they're adding new, like, whole mission types and biomes. Like, it's just... It's what was there before is just more. Mm-hmm. And they're adding some new bad guys. And um, I feel like it looks a little better, but I, I still really like it. It's a uh, Minecraft with more to do. Not, not Minecraft. Uh, uh, fuck the digging. All them digging games. You know? <laughs> I can't remember what it is, but it's it's really fun. Deep Rock, Deep Rock Galactic is that one. You're thinking of Dig Dug. It's it's yep, pretty, much pretty much exactly like Dig, Dig Dug. Dug. 3D Dig Dug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with beards. 
did you got anything you wanted to talk about before we get into stuff? Uh, I mean, the stuff that I've been playing like really, really recently, like this week, is not like it's not indie at all, and it's like because. <laughs> I I did uh, finally procure my Switch again. Yep. Um, which we don't need to get into. But it was I missing ha- for about four or five months, <laughs> I'd right? Say about seven months. Okay. Uh, but I have it again. Yep. Uh, and um, I had gotten way way before it disappeared. Uh, Bayonetta one and two because they come together. Mm-hmm. I never played those. Uh, I don't know why. I always like. I never loved Devil May Cry. It's the I same dude. Yeah, and it like had the same kind of like serious anime look to it, which I like almost even less than regular anime. Like the Devil May Cry look, you mm-hmm. know, where it's like anime guys, but they don't give them big eyeballs and stuff. Like uh, uh, Final Fantasies. No, fi- well, Final Fantasy now, but Final Fantasy almost has like its own aesthetic that's totally stranger you know like i I don't it's it's close to that but like the bayonetta character just looks like super lame and like you know very like teenage boy yeah she gets naked and has her hair everywhere not even like it's almost like a teenage boy who's like not into chicks designing this you know (laughs) like 13 year old who's like yeah i like girls who like wear glasses and like guns for shoes and like skin tight suit but like her shoulders are like broad. It'll be <laughs> super hot. I was like, oh, like this seems both like uncomfortable because of how sexualizing it is, but also like not properly sexualizing, <laughs> you know? Like, and then the the costumes, the alternate costumes for Switch, you can dress them up as um, Princess Peach or Rosalinda. Okay. And they're also, they're like not sexy costumes, though they clearly are trying for that. Okay. It's like, so I always kind of avoid it, but since I had it, I was playing it, and it's it's a very fun like button mashy game. I've, I've just heard it's fun to see how weird it gets. It's nonsense. Like yeah. that was the other thing is like I, I beat the first one. I played a little bit of the second one. I couldn't from from the minute go. I couldn't understand a goddamn thing that was going <laughs> on. And then after I beat the first one, I went on Wikipedia just to read the plot summary. I still don't understand that. <laughs> None of it made sense to me. Like they build in this whole heaven and hell thing. Yeah. But like I don't I don't understand any of it. But like, was it fun? Yeah, it was like a fun button mashy thing. You know, it's funny because the switch. I I came to realize that I have the pro controller. Yeah. And the pro controller buttons are a lot slower than the actual Joy-Con controllers. Like it, like there's more it's it's better made so the buttons have more push to them oh so when you're mashing it's slower than if you're mashing on the joy pads interesting because okay. you can hit that joy pad button like a trillion times because <laughs> there's nothing there yeah but the the pro controller has actually some give to it mm-hmm. so it takes like a split second longer <laughs> I've never noticed that That's it's cool. it's you'd only notice if you're playing a really button mashy like gotta hit. If you were playing Mario Party, mm. I would recommend the Joy-Cons. <laughs> okay. You know, you're going to win. Mm. Um, but so, uh, like, I, I don't need to talk about it. Those games are what they are. People yeah, know yeah. what they are. They're, it, it was it was entertaining enough. But Look, nonsense. I've, like, I've been insane. wanting to try to. I, I have it on Wii U, which probably means I'll never play it. If you want to borrow it on Switch, I have the cartridge. Oh, so. okay, yeah. I... <laughs> I was waiting for it to go down in price because I do already have the Wii U version that comes with both. Yeah. But I don't think I got through one. 
Like I didn't finish playing one, and I assume two is like a continue, like direct continuation. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. No. Like it does because I thought that I started two first, and I was playing. I was like, I don't understand any of it. It doesn't make any sense. I should start one, mm. and one still looks pretty good. You know, it was a PS3. Yeah. You know, 360. So it, like, it doesn't feel like you're going back in time too far, but uh, I can say doesn't with mean. complete confidence, <laughs> it, it's all nonsense. Did you think two is better? I haven't I haven't beaten two. Oh, okay. Two feels like the exact same game. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just more of the insanity. They're making they're working on a three. Yeah, I'm sure point. there's a big audience. You know, it's like the kind of like I think Nintendo nonsense. is the only reason two existed though. Like they put money in it. Sony didn't. No. Oh, that's interesting. Like it's not it's on like anything. A, but I guess yeah, the you. Japanese goes either way. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like a very Nintendo-y game. I mean, mm-hmm. there's guns everywhere. I have a bayonetta amiibo. That's so weird. They put her put her in Smash Brothers. Yeah. That's it's bizarre. Yeah. I'm getting more and more excited for Ultimate. Starting from zero. Okay. Yeah. So I I, I know I'll buy it. Yeah. I I'm like not super pumped for it or anything. I just feel like, oh, I need to see the new Smash Brothers, but I'm not like, oh, I can't wait. I yeah, I'm not there either. But I was there like not interested at all because I've played so many others. Yeah. But the more I've read about it, like I'm now like getting slightly more interested. I get to use all my amiibos. And again. I know that my friends are going to be playing it and it's like, god, I got to get it just so I don't suck so bad. Well, you're going to be you're going to need to get the online thing then. That's no, 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 no. I'm not going to play it online. I'm only going to play it like local. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't care about the online thing at all. It's so cheap, but it's also like so You get nothing. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a cheap box full of nothing. Yeah. All those old Nintendo games that you could that are on my computer. Yeah. They shouldn't be Ari. That's illegal. No, no, no. It's legal. Oh, okay. Nintendo sold it. Me, my computer. It's a Nintendo. <laughs> I, by computer I just meant Nintendo. My Nintendo Entertainment. My NES, yeah. I got the the NES classic. So I, it's it's almost the same list. But you got to sign up for the online so that you could buy those NES controllers for your Switch. I mean, those are cool, but I They're wish super cool. I wish they worked on other stuff. No, 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 that's crazy. Why would you think <laughs> that just because they look exactly like a Joy-Con and could work, that they would work for they anything? They would other? work. Yeah, having a real D-pad on a Joy-Con would be nice, just because like you. Isn't the normal D-pad just those four separate buttons? Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you're playing like a fighting game or something, which I rarely do. But... I don't understand why they couldn't just make a Joy-Con that was rectangle. Or the the Nintendo one, but just give it a stick instead of the D-pad. Would have been fine. It still would have been really cool. Yeah. Oh, Someone would have complained about it. Did Probably you... me. Have you played the Dead Cells yet? No. Uh, that's one of the ones I've been playing quite a bit. I saw you on there playing it. Uh, yeah, it looks good. I got finally got to the last boss. Um, after I would, I did. It's like it's procedurally within a framework, right? It's the levels are what like there's nothing discernible about the levels like going through that makes it feel like oh that's on this run I ran into this thing. It's just like a jumble of platforms that you kill stuff on. Yeah, okay. The the main focus of the game is the combat mm-hmm. and the weapons and the like the core mechanic of it is that there's three colors of power-ups. You have like your red, green and uh purple that all correspond to different levels of strength for weapons or projectiles or whatever and you get things in that allow you to boost one of those meters up 
and you just some, get to pick which one. Like, oh, my weapon it uses red, so I'm going to boost up my red. But every time you boost it up, it'll give you less and less um, additional health, too. So you kind of have to spread out Balance a little things. bit because yeah. it's like, I can make my red stronger, but I'm only going to get 10% more health. But if I pick purple right now, even though I don't have purple, it gives me 50% more health. And then it's just going through that, doing a run. Is the game not repetitive feeling? It's repetitive feeling, <laughs> but it's so satisfying and tight that I didn't notice how repetitive it was for a long time. And they do a fairly decent job of you get like account level changes, like um, an ability that will then change. How like you- Rogue Legacy. Yeah, but there's fewer of them. Like, you you can unlock these weapon drops, Binding of Isaac style, that this will potentially show up in your run. But there's things that are like, you can use these uh, teleporters that you suddenly, like, you unlock that in your account, it's permanent, and then you're going back through the levels again, you're like, oh, that's what that is. Mm -hmm. And then it opens up, like, another little area in levels. Mm -hmm. So you can zoom through a map just go straight to the end and there's like rewards for how fast you can get through stuff but as you get more and more abilities it's kind of fun to see like what you're able to get to now that you have these other like additional powers and stuff like that but the game itself is super tight it's really um demanding in terms of like the the skill of one of these types of things like it feels like combat was the focus versus like Isaac is your build, you know, or Spelunky is like learning the systems. This one is combat and it's, it's fun. I haven't beat it yet and I've been able to put it down for extended periods of time and then I'll come back to it. But if you like that sort of, I'm going to pick this up and do a game, then it's a, it's a good one of those. Have you been watching the trailer for Spelunky 2 on a nightly basis? Um, I've watched it quite a bit. I, <laughs> I, I, It's pretty exciting. It's exciting, I will say. But it, I don't know how I feel about the way it looks. Oh, the, the art? The art is worse than the first one. Uh, it's just, maybe it's just a different... And so different feels bad. Here's no, here's the thing is I, I watched that trailer. I'm like, I don't know about some anyway, maybe I'm just rose tinted glasses for the old game. Yeah. Watched it again and then looked at side by sides of like new versus old. This is clearly their grass, you know, their jungle level. And here's the jungle level in the first one night and day. Like the first game looks so much better. And in the new one, you can see, like, the tiling. Oh, weird. So it's I I searched it. Well, it's not like, done yet. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it'll look very, very different. I wonder if Derek's not doing all the art. Like, he didn't obsess about all these pieces or making tiles that are not noticeably tiled or something. But I searched it. I was like, Splunky 2 art doesn't look as good. And it's just it's like, see if there's any articles Chatter talking about, about that. Yeah. yeah. And it was on Reddit. There's like a big post of like someone's like, does anybody else feel like this doesn't look as good? And they were, it was like essentially what I was talking. Um, and then someone closer to the game, like probably someone from Blitworks or whatever, is like, it's di- it's a different style and it it is detailed in like its own way. You just don't really notice it until you're kind of in and playing it. 
but if you're looking at the video, there's just like large swaths of the level that are just like a solid color or just like wavy lines. Whereas on old Spelunky, those were always like these really intricate looking jumbles of like stone and and dirt and yeah. others. Like it looked substantial. Yeah. Yeah. This is just like video game. It well, was, it's it's just a trailer and it's yeah. not coming out for a while. And I'm still going to play it. I don't yeah. It doesn't matter. But and it looks like the mechanics that they added are really neat. Yeah. They added fluid fluid physics. Yeah. Which that sucks in a, like, <laughs> in a, great in a good way. way yeah. yeah. Um, uh, rides, steeds, yes, uh, mounts, yeah, and mounts, and that bow and arrow, which was in the original pixel the, version, yeah. But in this one, you can stand on the arrows when they go into the wall, which it's pretty is pretty cool. neat, but um, also going to be super hard. Oh, yeah, didn't I, look like they fixed the teleportation, though. You can t- still just like zoom through a level, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I never got good with teleporter, I just I did the speed lunky the old fashioned way, I never, <laughs> never could not kill myself with that thing um i'm still gonna play it i don't like the fact that her name is anna spelunky yeah the fact they gave her a last name it's like mario mario it's <laughs> I, like, don't, I don't like that at that's all that's too much your profession is also your last name <laughs> you're like john baker who's also a baker Ugh. the uh the sloth is cool though yeah i like the is. sloth um i can't remember his name but um i'm excited for I it i'm tim gastroenterologist <laughs> Guess what my job is? I cook pizza. <laughs> um. Anyway, that was a tangent. What were we talking about? We were talking about Dead Cells before know. that. Spelunky. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> I have been playing another Switch game though, um, and this is up there for a marquee level stuff. But usually, as is tradition, when we haven't recorded in a while, it's just sort of a vomit of a, a bunch jumble, of yeah, a bunch of things <laughs> with no categories or like rhyme or reason. Uh, but I've been playing The Messenger. Oh, man, that looks so good. Do you know the big thing in The Messenger? I don't know. Okay. Then I probably shouldn't tell, talk okay. too much about Just it. Just thumbs up or thumbs down. Because Th- I've been waiting for that game to come out for a long time, and I didn't have my Switch when it did come out. Uh, and now I do have it. Yeah. So I, I do want to... But I, I was that was one of the few, like... The, just the look of it sold me on it, and mm-hmm. it seemed like the type of game I wanted on a Switch. I think they give it away in the trailer, if you've seen the trailer. I have seen the trailer, but I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Halfway through-ish, there's like a, a shift that the game goes through. And in the trailer, they kind of show you the, the like a side. mechanic of like different pockets that you're going through. Anyway, okay. I've I've gotten to the the shift. Yeah. Um. It is a it it is good in the way that like Shovel Knight is good. It's a solid retro. You mean in the way that I can play it on my toaster? <laughs> shovel Knight because they put Shovel Knight on, on everything. everything. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just like there's something about these throwback games that are like the best version of a game you would have played when you were you know doing Super Nintendo regular Nintendo. Yeah, that I just don't feel like I want to play very much because it's hard. I think it's just that, like, I I get it. Like, you get it fast. Yeah. It's like, this is great, and it's like how good I remember those games being, but you're still just kind of going through a level and using... Those games also were, like, so goddamn hard, that. but when you had only three games, and you were like... And, yeah, you forced 10, yourself you the, to do you it. You had the patience to do it. Yeah. That was my biggest fear with The Messenger, because it looks like very, like, Ninja Gaiden-y. Yeah. And I was just worried that it would be that level of like 
needing to knock your head against something and just like super um there are optional paths that are like single screen challenge rooms mm -hmm. that are that Mm -hmm. but if you don't do those it hasn't been that bad is it just is it do you get tired of just the straight platforming yes okay that was another fear there the mechanics they add though feel good like that game you feel like a fucking ninja the way you're able to kind of manipulate the room that's awesome like um their big mechanic is called like the cloud cloud jump or something (laughs) like that and essentially what that means is if you hit anything while you're in the air whether it's you kill a person or you kill like you you slash a projectile you get to jump again Okay. So there's like little lanterns that don't do anything except allow you to hit them. So you can kind of just jump forever. As long as you're able to swipe at something, you can just do another like double or uh, what are those called? Like another double jump. Yeah. Mid jump. Um, can you do a log replacement technique? Log replacement? Where you explode into a cloud and there's just a log where your body used to be. <laughs> no, I don't know what that is. That was like 90% of Naruto. Oh, okay. Um, That and running with your arms behind your shoulders. That seems real goofy. That's like Tina Belcher. Yeah, that's how (laughs) everyone runs on Naruto. And there are all these videos of people getting together and just doing that run. (laughs) Like meetups. Like if you do like that run on the beach, you just see like a hundred people like all running with their Uh, arms. I bet that's hilarious. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And it's it's another thing where it's like, good job, dumb internet. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they Much have, better than like dancing or whatever this, those stupid flash um, mobs are. I, oh yeah, flash yeah. mob. Um, the other the other stuff in that game, it's satisfying to control, but like it's just after a while you're just doing like an old retro game, uh, and it's like, what is this thing everybody's talking about that happens? And I got to the thing, and I like haven't played it much since because I oh, just so saw what it was. Not a good thing. No, it's cool. Okay, but I'm like, okay, uh, like it's still the game. Okay, but so but it's neat. Um, really like great music. It's Devolver, so like you knew that there had to be some weird thing about this. Yeah. Um, but if you like that any kind of that retro feel, it's very good at doing that. Um, especially if you even played Ninja Gaiden, which I never did. Oh, really? Yeah, no, that no, was, it was like, just I, I love Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, you can cling to walls. You can do that yeah. cloud jump. You have like a dash move, and you, like you just feel very good and like able to take care of whatever you're doing. And it's got. Did you play any of the other Ninja Gaidens, like the ones for Xbox? I played a little bit of Black, but not very much. They were hard. They were hard, but they were good. Yeah, I liked them, but damn, those were hard. I I did not. I don't think I ever owned any. No. You so. had to own those to play them because they're too hard to casually <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pick them up. Um, but, I mean, if if the look of the messenger and the idea of it was interesting to you, I think it it is... It's not selling something that it's not. Okay. So you, you're definitely going to be... It just seemed like a really good Switch game. You know? Like, mm. pick it up and play it and, like, you know what it is. Yeah. Um, so seemed it, like it would hit that, that itch without being... Actually having to play a shitty old game. We'll watch the trailer after this, and if it shows it in the trailer, then I'll be like, that's what I'm talking okay. about. But if they don't, then I'll, I won't say anything. Um, but it's 20 bucks. It feels a little high, even though I can tell like a shitload of work went into it. There's so much art going on. Um, like The bosses have a... 
it's like, oh, that looks like a great old boss. Like it fills the screen. And then you look at the way the old bosses used to be and they look like shit. Junk, and this thing's like garbage, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's one of those things that tricks you a lot into more work. than eight bits. Yeah. It, yeah. Tr- it tricks you into thinking that's how the games you love used to look. Um but it's I've been going between that Dead Cells and uh what's that one called? Hollow Knight for a while. Oh, how far are you in Hollow Knight? Uh, I think I got past a first or second boss. And so not very much. Not super deep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like the way the world looks. There's something about how slowly you are able to get, like, the maps and things like that. Like, there's there's too much blind wandering around for me. Okay, I get that. See, I liked it. But I, I, I did too. I, I I get that. But like because I'm, I'm playing and I think it, it exponentially picks up. You know, like you, once you figure things out, things kind of compound. Right. Quicker. Like I, I finally got used to like how the maps worked and those big, um, bus bug things yeah. that were like when it ran towards the screen at first, it like actually made my brows go up because <laughs> I was like, that looks awesome, so good. Um, I like it. It's it's very deliberate feeling. Like it it. Playing it at the same time as Dead Cells is probably a disservice to Hollow Knight because Hollow Knight isn't trying to do what Dead Cells is trying to do and vice versa. Yeah. So, like, coming from Dead Cells, that's a super tight, like, reflex-heavy thing, and then going to Hollow Knight is, like, I feel, like, weak. Slow and, yeah. But, I I mean, it's not what it's it's meant to be. So, I, I like it a lot, and I think it's got a really cool look and world and... Um, I still love that game, and I'm still really excited. They have a couple more DLC, free DLC packs that are coming out. That oh, still? One of them looks like it's going to be, like, beefy. Oh, wow. Like, really big, different mechanics and things. So. They just put one out, too, called God Gods and Heavens or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't they? Oh, no, they were charging for the soundtrack. But, like, the actual the, content But they've they've added a lot of content yeah. that's been free. Yeah. So, I... Really cool of Team Cherry. I, I kind of bounce off... Um, you know, Castlevanias or Metroid games. Um, as soon as something shiny new kind of shows up, I'm just like, okay, that was fun. But anyway, over here, yeah. Um, but I still feel like I'll go back to it. So I, you know, check back in next time. Yeah, I think it's worth it. Yeah, it's really really neat, and I, I do think it's different enough from all the other Metroidvanias. Once you get in there and start feeling the world and things like that. And the fact that there is, it's not as linear as those are. Yeah, you said you could kind of go do any spot. I've talked to a bunch of different people who have played the game, and we've all been to different areas and and played it through different ways. Okay. And like, I beat the game without going to one big chunk that other people have gone through and stuff like that, and vice versa. Hmm. So that's really neat to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I've said I've said enough about that game but um i enjoy it yeah it, it's cool. i i kind of always mix that game up with there's another one on my list here that i have not played as much of but it's called rain world i don't think i've seen that it's it was put up by adult swim and stylistically i like kind of had it in the same place as as um hollow knight but you're like this you're called slug cat oh yeah yeah i do remember that it yeah. looks like a more fluid looks much more fluid than uh than hollow knight hollow knight yeah. yeah but it's it's one of those things where it doesn't really i might own that because it i was like tempted to buy it a bunch of times and then it, 
ultimately I'd be like, eh, it looks. It's really little... neat. Um, that game though, part of it, it is like you can kind of move from screen to screen. It's full size screen, yeah. and then you you leave it and go to another full size or full screen. Um, part of the level. There's no scrolling. No scrolling. Yeah. Yes. Um, but part of that game is figuring out how to play that game. Like they, the, you'll get like these things that are, it's like, it is another like dystopian world type game. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the rain is something you have to hide from. And there are certain spots around the map that you find more and more of that are like safe havens. So like as the rain's coming, you have to go run to one, which is stressful but the effect of being caught out in it, I like ran under like some rocks because I didn't know if that would still make me safe. And yeah. it's horrifying because <laughs> like the whole screen's vibrating and it's like the hardest rain pour ever. And it like is so hard and violent, it kills you. So you just have to like be outside of it. You don't seem to really have a ton of um, combat abilities, but you you can pick some stuff up and throw it, but you don't have like a permanent weapon. You like this game? I, I do. Okay. It, it's, it feels very different. It feels like you were saying there's like a fluid, like a nice animation fluidity to it. Like yeah. you can really control this character, but he's very fragile still. Yeah. Um, I have only played it while it was like super slow at work. And I was like, well, let's just install this and see what it is. I play it for maybe 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so not as much as Hollow Knight. Um, it's a different thing, and there's still like a reason to play it if you're into Hollow Knight or whatever, because it doesn't feel the same. Talking about rain, I am pretty excited about Risk of Rain too. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh yeah, it's coming out. It looks really neat. What have they said? Like any what the big... they've given some details, but it looks like uh, it's like basically the same conceit. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like you can get through a level um, fast, and then it'll be slightly easier but you won't have many you know it scales the bosses so it'll be easier but you don't have as many Mm power-ups or you can go slowly and get power-ups but then it scales the bosses to be harder does it look the same um i don't i haven't seen they haven't released stuff like that i've only i think they've been showing it at like packs and things like that but i haven't been able to see uh actual footage yet i've just been reading about it new spelunky new risk of rain man we live in beautiful times (laughs) they um, uh we don't they (laughs) they just put the first one on switch yeah, I saw. Ten bucks. I uh, almost bought it again. I, I I've played it so much. Yeah, uh, I've I didn't play as much as you, but I did cheese my way through the last boss. So I like I've beaten a run. Yeah, but I, that's satisfying. Yeah, if you get the right like boosters, that last guy's not that bad at all. If you can just like avoid being near him and have things shoot at him. It's yeah, like, I have no idea. I don't remember what I had, but I was like. I don't know how normal people would beat this because he seems impossible. Like, but if you get the right build, it's like, yeah, I must have just barely because it took a long time because yeah. I was like putting stuff down that would shoot at him. Yeah, that's but just that. run away. Yeah, that'll so, work. Yeah, it worked. It just took like maybe fifteen twenty minutes just on him, but super clenchy tight time with <laughs> trying to run away from that guy. Um, let's see. You got anything you want to bring up? I got more. Uh, but... I wanted to just mention it because it, it is indie game and it's really freaking neat, even though it's very localized. Was I was telling you uh, a little bit before that I went to Two Bit Circus, which is kind of like the coolest arcade slash amusement park uh, 
It's like if arcades didn't stop existing. Yeah, and were new and innovative still. It's it's this big warehouse in in Los Angeles and downtown that has these just like various different types of experimental video games and VR games and um, integrative like there was one thing I was showing you where it's like uh, a physical maze that's also you put on a VR helmet and it's this maze of the minotaur that you walk around with a, a backpack and you have like a, a crossbow that you walk around and shoot things with and it uses the physical walls but it's in the VR world I mean stuff like that where it's just really that's neat. really neat they so. have uh, one thing I didn't do but because uh, I instead did they they have this story area where they have three or four different things one is you're on a, a, a raft with VR helmets is it raft it's not raft. Okay. It's better than raft. <laughs> okay. Because it's not crafting survival garbage. <laughs> I love raft. <laughs> but it's, it's, it, I think that you're actually on water and with VR. Oh, home. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to vomit everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't do that one. Okay. The, this other one is not VR associated. It's just a really elaborate high production escape room. Mm. That's almost Legend of the Hidden Temple themed. We did that one. Oh, that's cool. And it was really great. The puzzles were very, not just like, now figure this combination out. Now figure that combination. Did you out. did you see Olmec? You did not. See, it's not fully Olmec. Okay. It's like Aztec-y. But um the third thing is is basically like a space team type setup where they have spaceship consoles set up around Ooh. and there's a big screen like in Star Trek and you're all doing different things. <laughs> and it's 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 not VR also but it's like immersive. Yeah. You know, game. So they've stuff like that is one area. Star Trek Bridge Crew on, on VR. But this is uh you actually have physical consoles. Oh, okay. So it's not like you're just looking at stuff. It's right. like each person's standing at a different part of this bridge oh, with a cool. big screen like Star Trek. <laughs> um and from the way they describe it, it sound very space teamy where people have to do different things. Like say nonsense. Uh no, I think it's more like you have to spin this around and do that and <laughs> then this guy has to do you know. That's but cool. I, I don't know exactly. I didn't do that one. And but they also have like these uh like arcade cabinets that are different shape than normal ones because they use LED screens that you can do different interesting things. They have they had a cabinet with um that was like a indie multicade or something like that. Huh. And they had just a bunch of d- different types of indie games, including that uh, Ouya game we were talking about last time or the time before, that's like Spy Party, that's like... Oh, Hidden in Plain Sight. Hidden in Plain Sight. They had that huh. in a like six-person cabinet or oh, four-person that's cabinet. Cool. Um, That'd be a good way to play that. They also had, which is like kind of a, a mythical thing now, a full Killer Queen cabinet mm-hmm. um, that we were talking about where it's five versus five. They have the uh, Switch version coming out, but... It, the Switch Killer version Queen looks... Black, I think, is what Yeah, it's Black. Called. It's much more stripped down, or it looks smaller. The mm. fact you have these two huge cabinets, it's like two LAN TVs connected <laughs> with like five on each side, and to have a 10-player game when you fill up the cabinet, it's just awesome. And yeah. we, we kicked everyone's ass. <laughs> so uh, That's cool. I still haven't played it. I've seen it a couple times. It was at IndieCade one year, but it, it had a decent line because like you were saying it has re- reached that almost original Nidhogg <laughs> level of like I keep hearing about this game and it's not coming out anywhere. I played it at the IndieCade. Did you? Um uh that year and uh it was the cabinet wasn't as nice. Mm. Um but the game was fun, but I 
there it was harder like even though it was really full at some points and then other points i think it was oh no no you could get a full team but like half the people like just weren't interested in learning how to play this game so uh, they'd just be like doing stupid things you couldn't get like a team yeah going um yeah so, it, it was cool to have it especially like the way they did it that I was to- telling you where only one person has to pay like one credit or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then you can just invite people to come play and fill up the uh, the teams. So I was able to just like, hey, you couple over there, free game. You want to come? <laughs> and they just join up and we get 10 people. No, oh, that's cool. It was really fun. You you really think because the one of the big changes for Black is that it's 4v4 instead of 5v5 you really think that that'll make that yeah. big of a difference it'll make a big difference mm. and uh it looked like black also had some more complexities which is kind of neat where like you could have different weapons and choose your weapons and there were some other things like that that i'm interested in and i'm looking forward to playing it but there's just something about having the two tvs and yeah. having two teams next to each other that i think is just going to be very different on switch versus playing it on an arcade yeah uh, and to get, you know, 10 people over at your house or even eight people <laughs> is, like, not likely. The, you don't think that'll have online? It will, but it's not, you, you know. You can at least have your team, like your four people You could, house. you could. And that'll be cool. I'm yeah. still excited for it. Yeah. Um, it was just very cool to play it it's in, interesting in a too. cabinet. It's interesting they brought it out at, not as the game. Not as regular Killer Queen or yeah. what they developed. Yeah. Like Maybe just there were... Version parts of the switch that they just couldn't do it i don't know uh, you know five maybe five doesn't seem like five that. controllers is awkward but if you have two switches uh you know maybe people have four controllers for each or maybe, I, don't, I don't know yeah maybe uh, maybe you can't pair that many or i i have no clue hmm. i have no clue but it was it was very cool and then they had just like vr stations with various vr games um there was one where you lay down and there are two boards nope. On each of your arms. <laughs> okay. And there's a fan in front of your face, and it's called Birdly. And you literally flap your wings and fly around a city. <laughs> Did you do it? No. Okay. <laughs> no. No, we played uh, that Kill tank, the Queen again. <laughs> that tank game. I was, what is it? Uh, Battle Zone. Battle Zone. Yeah. Which made me want to throw up. But <laughs> cool. It was my. I, I, I knew that it was the most susceptible to making people sick because it's. A game where you're in VR, but you're sitting there, and you're moving, and you're moving, which is always a bad combo. The rest are are room scale stuff. Uh, and I just eaten like a huge thing of garlic fries and a corn dog, and it was like such a bad idea. A big bucket of diarrhea, and <laughs> wanted to just see what happens. I had a couple drinks. It was just like <laughs> perfect a combo. Yeah, it was a bad. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to talk because it's like unique. I know. There are a couple places, like there was a, a place in Vegas that I think just opened where it's like a VR laser tag type place. <laughs> and there was, I think, another place in Utah that I was reading about where it was like a very similar thing where you're like that would be a neat. team where you're like hunting zombies and walking around a warehouse in VR. Oh, man. So it's like that kind of stuff is super interesting. And that the fact that this is here in LA and there's like, uh, a lot of money went into it, so it doesn't look like it's going anywhere. Yeah, like uh, it's pretty exciting. Was there a good crowd? Like it pretty yeah. packed. Yeah. Uh, so they've been restricting the number of people that can come in. Oh, which is great. So mm-hmm. you have to uh, like Register. buy a ticket per a time period. Oh. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. So hopefully they keep that up. Um, but there was like 
enough people that it didn't feel super empty, but not a lot of people that it ever felt like too too That's many good. people. And it's a huge warehouse, so they have room to like grow out. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I, that's a cool thing in indie game, non-console uh, stuff. Yeah, if you're in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I guess we could very briefly dip into my, <laughs> um, my board games <laughs> segment. Your, your phone board game. Phone board game slash uh, one that's not a phone board game because they brought out the digital version of Scythe is out of early access. Uh, I like that a lot. It's like, pretty. Yeah. I've actually played it a decent amount of times, and it makes me want to play the regular board game again. Really? Because I played the regular board game, and I'm like, it's fine. But then, like, whatever. What um, do you think about the Gloomhaven game? Because that's not like a board game adaptation. It's like... They're doing a Gloomhaven game? Yeah. I had no idea. Have you even seen the pictures and stuff? No. Oh, it looks like they're making a dungeon video game. Not like... There are no like cards that you're using. Or it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like Scythe is like the board game in a digital format. Right. This is just like in the world. This looks like a in-world version of Gloomhaven. But uh, it's, you know... Maybe it'll be more board gamey than how it or looks. Or at least in tactics-y the, the, or something. Yeah, maybe. Huh. I don't know. I hadn't even seen that. Oh, I'll yeah. to look it up. Yeah. Uh, Asmodee, I think, is doing it. Oh, they yeah, they own everything now. They so. do it all. <laughs> they they did, uh, they do the scythe. They did... They did Splendor. Right. Uh, and another... They had another big one that just came out, and I can't remember what it is, but... The scythe... so many. The like polish you, on t- scythe They did Tickets to Ride, I think. Yeah. Like, they do just, like... Every freaking well, but they, they're good at it. As, Asmodee bought Fantasy Flight. They did. They bought Z Man, and they bought Days of Wonder. So all those, all those companies. Oh yeah, because they also did Small World. Yeah, they all, had the that Small company World. is all one now. That's wild. That's insane. Um, but if you like, I feel like Scythe kind of was th- the board game until Gloomhaven was like the one everyone kind of talked about like the production value yeah. and it's like amazing looking and it's look at this it's got so much strategic blah, blah, blah like it is but it's it's like the big blockbuster version of one of these types of games so it if it wasn't as deep as i was expecting it to be okay and that turned me off of, to it a little bit because it is so big and gorgeous that I just felt like there wasn't as many strategic options as something that looks stupid, like that I have tons of other ones of, because they wanted to appeal to more people and like make it a little more broad. Yeah, yeah. So it's so Asmodee Digital, Mansions of Madness, Gloomhaven, Lord of the Rings, Scythe, Ticket to Ride, Splendor, Pandemic, Catan, the Pandemic is the big Small one. World, Agricola, Patchwork, Le Havre, Le Havre. Le Havre. Agricola, Mysterium, Potion Explosion, Cult Express, Jaipur, Onirim that I've talked about before, Abalone, Quarto, Onitama, Mr. Jack Pocket, Meal Born, which is a terrible game, Ticket to Ride. <laughs> you do hate that game. I hate that game. I, uh, I've just I, so many. Like they Terraforming Mars, that Pathfinder game that you were into, Talisman, Twilight Struggle. That ta- Twilight that used to be Ascension, Play Deck. They Smash might, I up. If they bought Play Deck. 
I mean, Summoner Wars, like they just they make freaking everything. The um, but they do a good job at least. Yeah, the adaptation of one you just said, and I just it just left me. Colt? No, it was like one of the last ones. Uh, uh Twilight. Four. Um, Keep going back. Talisman. No. Oh, Pathfinder. No. Um, Terraforming Mars. Whoa! I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Neil Bourne, Mr. Jackpocket, Onitama, Quattro. Onitama. Okay. That is um, in early access on Android, and I just played that too. That's the one that was like the first Dice Tower Essential game. Kintama means balls in Japanese. Does it? Yeah. So just. It's it's a it's a simple abstract game. It's it's like not super. Yeah, great, I remember looking at it. You you essentially have movement cards. And you're like, I'm going to use this movement. It makes me move a piece this way, and then I have to give it to you. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's there's like five different ways to move, and you are trading them back and forth. But in the box, there's like 16. So, every game has a little bit of a different strategy to it. And you win by killing like their main dude or getting your main dude to the, your opponent. Kinging them. You, you get your, your main dude to the opponent's throne, or you kill their, their, their main dude. Yeah. yeah. So, it's simple. I don't like, I didn't think it was amazing. I have not played it since. <laughs> um, but the scythe, the scythe edition is sharp, and they do a fairly good job of um, ad- adapting some of the mechanics that I think are easier to see on a board game. Like, they do a good job of moving them over once you get your head around what they're trying to say. Yeah. I had, having played the old one, I just beat my head against a couple games before I remembered everything. I yeah. didn't do their tutorial, so I have no idea if that's good or not. But the game itself, once I got back into it, it's fast and it's a nice strategy, like light strategy thing that it's like a good pick up and play version of that. And I don't know a lot of games that are like that. Cause if you play XCOM or Civ or something like that, that's a commitment. Yeah. Beefy one, which are you going to get the new Civ for the switch? Oh, six for, for yeah. switch. I already have six. I don't know, but it's on a switch. Now. But it's on switch. I don't understand how you do that on the switch. That's what I'm most curious about. It's on iPad. How do you, but at least I, eh, it's just, I guess switch is touchscreen. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. Maybe I I hope they do a demo just so I can see it. Yeah. Um that game is very good though. I played a whole a whole game which was like 600 six, hours. 6 hours I think of um like start at the beginning against computer opponents and then play until someone won. Wasn't me. Playing until someone won. <laughs> um and goddamn Gandhi. Yeah. <laughs> the the warmonger. <laughs> um but I I re- I vague, vaguely remember when that came out and doing that that I just like sat there and did a six hour game and I hadn't done that in forever. Like Civ can do that to you. Yeah. It's like time you disappears. can't get out. No, you can't. Um, anyway, Scythe is really good. Um, I got two phone ones. One is called Knock Mall exclamation mark and another one is Gon's Sean Clever. There's cool. no matter what I say about these, no one is going to go out and buy them. <laughs> but Ganshan Clever, however you say it, was nominated for the Kennerspiel, which oh. is the um, there's the main board game award, which is the Spiel DR, uh, and then there's like the subcategory of like enthusiast game, like more the, complex game, 
and Gone Strong Clever was one of those. And it's basically more complicated Yahtzee. Um, but does rolling dice on your phone feel good? It, that's like beside the point. You just like click roll and then it gives you the numbers that you have to work with that round. It's basically but taking... Is that frustrating when you just get boned or does the game have enough strategy that you're never really boned? You're never really boned. Okay, that's good. Yeah, there's... It's... There's um four colors and a white, I believe. And the white is wild and can go anywhere. But then there's four areas of your Yahtzee score sheet that are color-coded. So, like, yellows can only go in this one. Mm-hmm. Reds can only go in this one or whatever, but sometimes they'll need to be combined with that white dice. So when you roll, all the numbers get put out in a string from lowest to highest. If you use something in the far right, anything to the left of that is you can't use anymore. So you have to, like, decide when you want to, like, throw away some of your old dice, and then you... I'm like, I'm going to use this three. I'm going to discard this one and the two. And then I can roll the rest and pick another number. Does it, like, itch the same scratch as Azul? No. Okay. Azul's better. Okay. I love Azul. Azul. That game is everywhere now. It's at Target. Azul. Yeah. Yeah. Azul won Spiel the Yar. Um, I can't remember what won Kenner Spiel this year. Because it wasn't this game. Also Azul. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he... His uh, the game that you played with me and Kim that I like a lot was nominated, the beer one. Oh, um, heaven and ale. Heaven and ale. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's also very good. Yeah, I enjoyed um, that game. But then was that, the, that was the viniculture dude. No, that's Scythe. Oh, oh. did viniculture. The guy who did Azul did um, or the heaven and ale guy. Heaven and ale and riverboat and Torres. Which is an older one. No, it wasn't. It was different than I was thinking then. Um, yeah, no, Heaven and Ale is fun. Um, and last, this is not a, a digital adaptation of a board game, but it's called Frost. And it's on Switch. It was on sale. Um, it's a survival game that's card-based. It's like a... I still don't want it. Is there crafting? No. Oh. It, it's. I mean, it is It is a card game. It feels a lot like one of those, the potion... Miracle Merchant? Yeah, that guy's would have been where you have the frost. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. The frost is behind you. It's eight eight clicks back behind you, and you just have to deck build and expend resources to continue up ahead of the frost. And so there, you're supposed to like survive for 25 days. Can you win? Yeah. Oh, I okay. haven't, but you can. I uh, that think. sounds good. It doesn't sound like a survival game. It's... You... You have locations that require you to expend resources to pass, and then any time you don't pass and you need to draw new cards, that will tick down the frost is getting closer. You haven't passed this area. But if you pass it and you travel, then you get one step further away from the frost. Okay. So it's about figuring out when to spend your resources. Managing resources. Yeah, but they're in a deck, and there are things that you can buy... That, I guess, would be considered crafting, like turn this wood and these two fruits into this card. I knew there was fucking crafting. Does that count as crafting? You're buying a card with resources. <laughs> no, that sounds more like a deck building game. Yeah. so Resource you, management deck building. You get that, and some cards will be like, hey, if you can expend a wood with this card, it, the card will be better, or you can just use the card as it is normally. And it's just using all these resources and, and options to try and 
get to the next settlement or whatever, which is, I think, like 20-some 20 some, 20 some, uh, travel points away, I got to 10 away. So the frost catches up to you, and then you die. If That's you, cool. Yeah, you end your turn. It's, I like that. I might get that. It was only it six like, bucks. Yeah, it sounds up my alley. It's really good. It's on the phone? Switch. Switch. Oh, it's a Switch game? Really? Yeah. I don't know if it's on anything else, but oh. it, it feels really good. Yeah. And it's fairly simple. I didn't do a tutorial. I just kind of figured it out, and it wasn't that bad. Um, but I like it a lot. Uh, I played a phone game that... Though I did, I talk about it. I might have talked about it. It's a really old one, but it falls into this because it's an adaptation of a board game, which is Galaxy Truckers. Did I talk about that last time? No. Oh, I have played it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I, I got really into it. And even though that is like a uh, has a lot of randomness, you know, dice rolly sometimes when you're being attacked and things like that. And they do a really good job of making a game with a lot of pieces. Uh, easy to pick up and go i because the board game there's like tons of times where you're building your ships in quote where there's just a bunch of tiles face down and you have to like quickly take a piece and look at it and like it's the fact a, i don't have to deal with all that is very nice yeah it's a real-time thing you're, yeah you're like grabbing stuff and you get it if you grab it first yeah but you don't everything's face down so you don't know what the pieces are you just have to pick them up look at them put them back if you don't want them put them on your ship because you can't hold on to pieces like a hand. Yeah. So it's just like quickly build your ship. And so you have to on the fly kind of make decisions. Because if you put a piece here, it means you can't put another piece over here. Mm. So you have to kind of build your ship quick. And um, I like that. It's very... I, I feel like I wouldn't like the real game. I liked the app fine. But I feel like I wouldn't like a physical version of it. Why? I don't like... Because of that too many dealing with just like setup and... I've never really liked real time because people fight. Well, and punch each other over the pieces. Because people cheat by accident. Like, how do you cheat at that? Grab two at once? I don't know. Like, I I don't remember it well enough to know what the problems. But but like, anytime there's a real time thing, it's like, how did you do your thing so fast? I'm like, oh, I did this. I'm like, okay, well, you can't do it that way. Like, there's. But this is literally like picking up pieces and putting them in a board, and everyone sees your ship. So if there's pieces that don't match each other, mm. you can automatically see that before you move on to the next part. And then you kill them. Well, you find a house rule like, oh, you're, that whole section's disqualified, yeah. knocked off or something, or fell apart. But I, I don't know. I, I, I'm less averse to real-time physical games than you. I think this does it really cool. I don't like, you know, I, I mean, you can have real-time games where people are like, have to grab something first and then there is fighting over who got there really first because your hand is touching this corner but your hand yeah that stuff i don't like but this is it's there's so many blocks and stuff i think it would be pretty fun Hmm. but i've never played it real time i this i appreciate because you just don't have to set up and break down all this crap over yeah yeah and the single player mode was actually really fun yeah i remember it being solid yeah i I had it it's an older one i think it's probably like four three or four years old at this point but it was um a fun app that guy's cv is very confusing because he'll do galaxy trucker and code names which are super light and then he'll do like mage knight which i still can't figure out how to play mage knight is one of those games where the production is so high that you just assume it's bad (laughs) this mage knight he did a board game based on mage knight which was one of those old like hero click style 
things. Yeah. So his Mage Knight is not. It's not the hero click thing. It's not the hero click thing. Oh, I thought it was. No. Oh. It's okay. very confusing. Okay. He like took the universe. Isn't there still there's like a battle mat? And no. Then, oh, okay, never mind. There's like a, a map you build with these weird tiles. But, oh, then I'm thinking of a different thing. Yeah, I'll, it's it's up there. I'll show you. Because I thought but, it was the hero click thing where you like move to a separate battle mat with dice and stuff like no. that. No. Oh. Yeah. That's uh I can't remember what his other really big one was. Uh we played it at uh that convention we went to. The last will or something. That it was, was like fun. Brewster's We're, millions. Yeah, Bruce Yeah, it was fun. It was all right. Yeah. Yeah. His he just makes really strange things. He's oh, unplug my headphones. Hang on. <laughs> well you oh. don't you don't need to hear yourself i can't hear anything no i remember what it was he did through the ages which i love oh yeah yep it's a good one and that's that's dense so is mage knight but then code names probably he'll make more money out oh, of code names big time than anything he'll ever make for the rest of his life everyone who plays board games has code names yeah it's like Catan. it's yeah. like yeah and they've they've already started the theming, so it's like the Disney's code names, the Marvel's code names. It's it's already happening. So he probably doesn't have to make another game. Yeah, he's probably like a thousand air at least. <laughs> the rich board the game market, big board game money, <laughs> a thousand air. Um, let's see here. I got an alpha. Do you got any alphas you want to talk about? You know, I don't have any alphas. You don't got any alphas. I have a bunch of phone stuff. Well, do you want to do more phone stuff before I, could I do, do another phone? I could do phone stuff. Do another phone I'll stuff. I'll talk about a phone game I really liked, okay. which is a dumb name, but I really like the game. Eh, it's not a dumb name. It's just a weird name. It's peace, comma, death, exclamation peace, point. Peace, death. Peace, death. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a, a mix-up of... Papers, uh, please. Papers, please, but with Cook, Serve, Delicious. <laughs> i so didn't know that it's like a it. twitchy papers please okay more so because it's not really papers please it's only papers please in the theme like loosely and the artwork is uh like really bright pixel art mm-hmm. that's colorful and the theming is like your death and there are these other there's like pestilence and famine and gluttony that are other like deities that you're kind of you can satisfy mm. uh by doing different things for them but the 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 heart and soul of the game is basically they give you they feed you more mechanics as you level up but it's like anybody with red horns is automatically a demon so send them to hell oh, okay and it's like anybody who's holding food that's gluttony so they should go to hell but if you click the food and they're willing to to not hold the to give up their food then they're willing to mend their ways. They should just go to purgatory. Oh, okay. You know, or it's like these people, you know, there's some people who look like really scary, skeezy looking dudes, you know, but they don't have horns. They don't have glowy eyes. They don't have anything. They should still go to heaven. <laughs> okay. So it's like, you know. You- Are the rules always the same or will they like one time like this this type of person should go to hell and then the next game you play like they – well, it, they change it because it's like, well, anyone who is a king should go to hell because okay. they all did bad stuff. And it's like, well, now if they're willing to give up their throne, then purgatory, a later game. You know, like the rules can kind of change, but only in that way in that um, it can change uh, someone who was going to one place can now go to a, another place. Mm. Uh, but it's mostly changes by adding in different mechanics. So it's now it's like um, anyone who uh, has... Um, 
gunshot wounds or something like that that were self-inflicted you know because or you know they they have stuff weird like that where it's like oh they were trying to kill themselves but other people who don't they go to heaven they can still go to heaven or something you know how do you how do you get this information from them they they feed it to you as the levels go it'll be like it's like you're working at a job so it'll be like hey so today you know in this day's assignments you have this you're getting a lot of people with x y and z so don't screw it up you know but i mean like how do you get the info that the wounds were self-inflicted or not oh stuff like it's it's a lot of like click it's all touchscreen because it's your phone yeah so it's all like touching the blood stains and if the blood stains like disappear then you know this or like you that some wear sunglasses you have to pull off the sunglasses to see what color their eyes are or you know <laughs> take off their hats to see if they have horns under there there's a you know a lot of touching people in various places. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> uh, just but it's it gets like really hectic because you're also you got to do things quick, um, or they can auto, they'll just like automatically go to like heaven when they shouldn't or uh, okay. you know like things have to happen quick and sometimes there's like little safes that come in you have to like decode things real quick or um, it sounds like a very stressful like you can't you can't. That's like the cook serve delicious element of it. It's yeah, like you can't you do something touch. else. Yeah, yeah, but it's it, it was the art is really good. It's got a good sense of humor. Like the theming is awesome, and the, the gameplay is just really, really addictively fun. That made me remember I need to go back to cook serve delicious too. Two? I'm so fucking embarrassed. <laughs> I can't believe how little that I played. Um. Yeah, was... we'll play some peace death. Peace death. So that that was one that I would highly recommend. I the reason I knew about it before, like I've never played it, but I think I've clicked on it and for, had forgotten what it was like at least ten times. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what's this one? It's being recommended to me, and I'll click on it. And be like, oh right, it's that game. <laughs> but I never bought it. But it keeps getting recommended to me on Android and on Steam. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Don't get it on Steam. Yeah, it's more better on a phone. It's much better with the touchscreen. Mm. Um, it seemed it seemed all right. I just for whatever reason I've been playing less and less on my phone, um, probably because the free monies have slowed down because I don't go anywhere but work and home, so I don't get to answer <laughs> surveys. Um, I, I I find myself on planes and stuff like that, so I usually play a bunch. Yeah. Um, well, now you got your switch again, but so. <laughs> I still think I'll play. Like, there was one game that I wanted to talk about just because it's so freaking weird. It's not like a uh, uh that different of a game because it's kind of like um an endless runner ish but it's everything so even explaining it (laughs) like i don't even know how to explain it so you're a severed head and you're face down the ground (laughs) and you push on the screen and eventually it dislodges because the way that you move forward is when you hold down on the screen your severed head screams (laughs) <laughs> and the screams propel it forward and can you can like scream you're just rolling then and okay. when you scream and you're like facing down then it'll push you up oh, and when you're okay. screaming and so you're just getting further and further by screaming and they're like things that you can collect that then unlock other heads so some of the heads have like big afros some have like a cell phone taped to their face some like just weird some have a baby bonnet on. what's this called it's called heads off heads off it's a strange i'll show it to you when we're done it's a strange strange game and when the sound's on the heads are literally screaming <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a weird one so it's just basically like whenever you tap you're gonna 
boost from wherever your mouth is. Yeah. So it's figure it's like timing your your taps to boost yourself in the right direction. Yeah. That sounds all right. And and depending on what your head is, it changes how that works. Okay. You know, because some are differently shaped, so they'll spin differently or <laughs> it's a weird uh, one, but it's neat. Heads off. Hey, bring me. I didn't bring my phone in. I need to that's all right. I want to check that one out. Yeah, you should. It sounds, it sounds weird enough that I... It's weird. Play it with the sound turned off somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just start playing it next to Kim when she's not expecting it. Yeah. Um, can I do alphas now? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I have more, but I, it doesn't matter. There's always more. I only have one, though. I mean, other than Deep Rock. I'm, don't worry. Two. I'm already checked out. Okay. This one's really good, though. You're going to love it. It's a survival game. Perfect. <laughs> do you craft stuff? You craft stuff. Oh, fuck yes. Dude, it's so good. <laughs> it's called Breath Edge. Okay. And the conceit, it's basically Raft. Cool. But you are on a spaceship that crashed. So essentially the setting of that you're in is you are in your, your vessel or whatever, and you can go out into the space where the massive other ships that were with you have crashed. Yeah. And it's all just kind of floating around you because so, there's no gravity yeah because you, you go out into space and okay. then you go back into your ship to like build shit or refuel or whatever sounds like a survival game it where's the like trees a, that you cut down there's no trees so how do you cut down trees you cut down meteors that have shit in them okay i guess that's what are there trees on these meteors no trees weird i'm still not getting it <laughs> But it's 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 a really striking like setting because you're in deep space and, and like stuff is frozen. You'll go find people that were like impaled when this the thing crashed, and there's just frozen blood like splatters that like froze as soon as it that they exited the guy or whatever. You'll just find like a bunch of really cool set pieces. Are there like, xenomorphs? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. There's. One, it's it got a really bizarre sense of humor. Like there's the whole thing or the the setup is that you were on the ship to go bury your grandfather who is in a in a casket, and then you get in a wreck and his coffin like flows Stupid. out into space. You're in space. Why don't you just shoot him into space? Well, I mean that's kind of what happens. That's what everyone knows you're supposed to do. But you then there's just... like coffins floating around that you can loot for your survival stuff, which is kind of dark and fun. Yeah. Um. But your grandpa left you the family immortal chicken. It is an actual chicken that can't die, so you can use it as like a tool. What what is going on here, Joe? What, what the hell? I don't know. What what is this? Like the first thing it has you do is there's like this gas leak in the airlock. So you take your chicken and you plug the chicken into where the gas leak is, and then it in, it, it inflates, and then air just comes out of its ass. It, I mean, this and like is... that's not going to work. So you find gum and you plug it up with the gum no, instead. This, no, you don't. But this then you is... have the immortal chicken with you forever. What the fuck is this game? You can use the chicken to shove it into electricity, and it'll discharge the electricity on the chicken because the chicken can't die. And then you can get the shit that's underneath it. And you, there's like family photos around the ship. I'm like, oh, that's me when I was a baby. My beard wasn't as in as it is now. And it's a picture of him as like a toddler with a beard. And his name is just Man. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> like, um, there's a whole, you can find these videotapes that plug into the wall where there's, uh, that's how they do the tutorial stuff too. But there's like a whole section on different ways to like do the right way of peeing. <laughs> and they 
Like you, there's a button. You just start hitting, hit a button, and you'll just start to piss. And if you do that in space, you'll immediately start to freeze. Like, I don't know. It, it's <laughs> it's not very expensive. Okay. It looks incredible. Like it does not look like a small like twelve dollar game or whatever yeah. I paid for it. And there is so much packed. Like it's it's um more of those survival type games. It's like here's this giant world. Like find the cool stuff like on your own. This one is a very small compact area that they've put these really cool set pieces of like the giant a giant part of a f- the frigate that because your ship that you crashed was like a ship that was transporting a bunch of smaller ships. Okay, I, yeah, this this sounds slightly more of a game that I would play. Yeah, so like the whole thing is you trying to figure out how to get out of here. But like, what the hell's going on? I don't know. It's really weird, but it's great. Do you think by the time it comes out, that chicken's not going to be a chicken anymore? No, no, it'll be a chicken. Like, that is in there. It's in like <laughs> photos of your grandfather you have. He's holding the chicken. It is like a main part of the game, the, the immortal chicken. Fucking stupid. It's very weird. But like they they made the survival part of it, it it's like more of a puzzle than it is just like surviving. Yeah, which sounds more attractive to me. So like you can you only have so much oxygen when you go out into space. So what you do is you set up these like hot air balloon type things that are essentially like refill stations for your oxygen that you kind of have to like leapfrog away from your your it's home not base. Too frustrating. It's it's a little slow, but like the better you get at it, like the faster it's again. I've gotten pretty far away, um, but I still haven't seen the edge of you know my sandbox. So of tomorrow, edge of tomorrow's sandbox. Um, I highly recommend it. It's it's very cheap because it's in early access, but the polish feels very good. Do they say when it's coming out? Um, I don't think so. Hmm. Um, so never. Hmm. Yellow water is a. Hmm is a crafting material. I found a dead frozen hamster. <laughs> um, I found a toilet full of frozen poo. Um, and immortal chickens. Yeah, sounds like a thing. I, I like it. Sounds it's like a good. real thing. Um, I also was playing La Mulana for a while there because La Mulana really? 2 came out again. And I have not beaten... Talking about generic platformer. La Mulana? Yeah. That's Metroid. But isn't it just like... It looks like a Splunky Man. Yeah, but like uh, uh, older school Splunky Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes down know. into the ruins. He's got a computer you can install software on. I I played a little bit of it. I didn't get into it. Yeah, no, it's... That game came over through Playism, I think, which is that weird, like, small group of people that did, um, like, Carol Blaster and Cave Story and mm-hmm. that... It's like they usually only do Japanese stuff, and mm-hmm. then this made it over here. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like, and I know a lot of people use this, uh, so it's kind of a cop-out, but it's like a Dark Souls-y Metroidvania. Like, it's very unforgiving to you, but like when you figure stuff out, it like feels amazing. Maybe I just didn't give it, maybe because I was dying and I didn't give it the chance. Yeah, no, it's it's... I've not played a lot that feels like it, even though I was talking in this episode of playing Dead Cells, playing... Hollow Knight and Rain World, like this still kind of feels like its own thing, but it it makes you weak on purpose. It um, doesn't hold your hand at all. Like something, you'll get a clue from 
a completely different area that'll matter to something screens and screens and screens away. Um, and the whole thing is like figuring out the big puzzle of the ruins to like open up a boss or to, you know, figure out how to get into this next door or whatever. But it feels like you're actually, you know, an archaeologist figuring this place out. Yeah. And the reason I started playing it again is because I was, I bought it when it came out and kind of bounced off it like you were saying. And then two came out and I installed it because I got a copy of it and then realized that it actually picks up. You're the daughter. Stop me if you've heard this one. You're the daughter huh. of the guy from the first. Is game. your last name Spelunky? Spelunky. Um, so you you felt you had to go back. I felt like I had to go back yeah. because the opening of the second game is they had turned the ruins that you were exploring in the first one into like a tourist trap. That's funny. Yeah, it, it seemed like a really cool callback to it, and it's like the same level. But then it spirals out from there, and I'm like, I am missing a lot of what is making this awesome. Yeah, by not having the, the first one. Yeah, that so, sounds cool. Um, I I'd, I'd played that a long time and had, I think, gotten fairly far in it. Um, but I just was ready to not bang my head against something, so I stopped playing it for a little while. The talking about Japanese stuff reminded me I was playing a lot not that long ago, a like stylish ass style game. That's super cool called Tokyo 42. Oh, yeah. Which is a freaking cool, really neat looking game. Yeah, I've, I've not played it, but every time I saw screenshots and stuff, I thought it it's looked amazing. Amazing looking. And like just the 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 world is not, it's not like a deep, uh, like story driven world, but the style of the world, the aesthetic of the world is so cool. And there's um, like things when people are talking their faces pictures of their faces show up and they're actually talking mm. and they look like very photorealistic pixel versions of their face oh okay so it's really really well done pixel art but then the rest of the world looks just like very smooth and stylish um it looks like japan done by the local rogo people yeah like that kind of hyper smooth vector S- yeah like flat but also very 3d y- yeah like uh what's the core gameplay like like so the I, core I gameplay is you're like an assassin and you get uh the i mean the whole conceit of the game is like you were set up for murder and so to get your freedom or to figure out who's setting you up or whatever you just decide to become an assassin for hire uh because if they think you're already a killer you might as well or some something okay. like that but you're basically you have all kinds of different missions and they're different like it's kind of like open worldy in the sense that you can go to these kiosks and get like missions if you want, or you can go straight to the story missions like you would in a GTA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the missions can vary to, you know, um, be a little more stealthy. You got to put on a disguise and get past people and kill this one guy, or they can just be like, kill this gang of people. So or it can be like, here's a motorcycle that you have to go from here to here. You oh, know, okay. Through this. Like, there, it's, it's got varied. Um, so it's like platformy shooter. But it's like that isometric far yeah, it's away. Isometric and it's um three D platforms, you know. It's got kind of the perspective. Um like it's not like Feds where it's like you line things up and then you can suddenly jump from here to here. Yeah. But you kinda have to figure out which level things are a little bit It's not hard. Different. Like No, it's not frustrating. Oh, okay. It's not frustrating at all. And it's like the um 
the the actual gameplay is kind of um, not something that's completely unique. I mean, like you've seen mm. jump around, shoot these things, aim at these things, but the uh, the music is so good, the artwork is so neat, the world, the you know, kind of the zaniness of it. It was just like a solid game all around. Yeah, Ed, I had I my eye on it for a long time. I don't think I ever ended up getting it for one reason or another. Oh, that's weird. It seems like a game that you would have and at least not have played, but just had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I do. Huh? Hmm. It's it's good. It was fun. Like yeah. I'll still probably go back and play more. It's very striking. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not on Switch yet too. It's like all it's, this. It'd be a good Switch game. All this stuff is like slowly. It's like all the people that were in like wait and see mode on the Switch are finally porting all the shit that we played last year over. Well, it's probably because once they were able to get Game Maker games on, it was like on. Mm. Oh, they they announced a or they released an update. Yeah, yeah. So the, I mean, games that were made in Game Maker can be on the Switch. Ah. Yeah, that makes sense. I just need Hotline Miami's. Yeah. I want those on there because I never finished two. Two is crazy. Um, Speaking of two, logistical two. <laughs> People were clamoring <laughs> by <laughs> public demand. But here's the hilarious thing about logistical two. <laughs> it's, it's logistical two colon Belgium, I think. Logistical two, the testicle logistical. It's like he just decided to start calling. Like we have now reached logistical two. But it's the same. It's the same. Everything. I bought Belgium. I was like, "What the fuck is he calling logistical two? And it's the same <laughs> game. So, Put a button on it. He's finished one. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't under. I don't understand. Like that game is not good and i love it and i get that but like the decisions that <laughs> then why, why are you cheating on it joey with what with your other logistics based games my railway empire yeah. <laughs> i've barely played railway empire and i fucking suck at it you can't fail at logistical it's just like <laughs> all right well you need to wait for more newspapers to be made and then you can deliver them somewhere else i guess <laughs> like, oh so nice yeah so friendly. like oh the meter's filling oh so you should you of all people should get that well that's why i'm never gonna play it because you'll love it because i don't know if i'll love it but i don't want to i don't even want the chance of loving that it's so it's a great plus i don't need graphics joey i need to see bars okay <laughs> bars that are going they're, up they're circle graphs well that's they used pretty to, good they used to be bar graphs and then he upgraded to circle graphs <laughs> but that wasn't logistical too i have no idea what that was <laughs> that was a when I, we were at the Christmas party or whatever, Chad was like, so what is this, like, autistic, like, shipping game you're playing? <laughs> like, yeah, you just described it. Yeah, no, that's, you nailed it, 100%. <laughs> I, I keep checking in because he's supposed to be putting out Logistical Earth, which is, like... The whole Earth? Well, in, in instead of picking a country and doing... Is this, every, like, Sim Earth? No. <laughs> instead of picking a country and doing, like, every city in the country... He's doing like all the capitals and making the the world one puzzle okay. instead. So I was like, oh, I want to do that. That sounds fun. And it keeps getting every time I look at it, it's pushed back like another three months. But logistical DLC is out like every five seconds. Like I keep I've bought the lot, which is every logistical DLC. Yeah, like three times. Oh man, because it keeps filling back up and then it goes on sale, and it's cheaper just to rebuy that package. Because then you get just, individual pieces? Yeah. Ugh. 
So I bought two on its own because I was like, well. I would love to see the numbers for that game. Like how many people play it? Yeah, like how many? It would be I bet not many. Fascinating. But the people that play it. How many reviews are there? Um, I don't know. You, I'll, I'll you, look it you up. Look it up. Yeah. Logistic. It does it have a separate Steam page for Logistical Two? Yeah, but it's hard to say because like a lot of the stuff ended up being standalone, but also as an expansion. So I think like all the other logisticals, when you buy a package, you still are launching one thing that it just unlocks more level content that you can choose from in it. But I don't like Logistical Two looks exactly the same and controls the same and is the same. So at least 109 people have played it. Played which one? A logistical. The base logistical. Just logistical. Okay. But then resourcing there's... town and country. That's the full name. Oh, I didn't. I think that's just the tagline. Logistical. Log ista cal. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright skater. (laughs) (laughs) That already is like let you know what you're getting in for. Yeah. Like so, what's the reason you made those uppercase? No, no reason. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool. You set a good tone. I got it. Deliver these newspapers. Joey's favorite game. Uh, I hadn't, I hadn't touched it in months, and bought two yesterday. And I'm like, ooh, you can deliver newspapers to mailboxes. That's new and two. You can deliver newspapers to mailboxes, but the rest of it is cool. the same game. Perfect. Um, I like it. It's it's a dumb like game to have on your laptop while you're <laughs> doing other stuff. Yeah, watching something, and then you just do it during boring parts. Because like if you play stuff, you can like brute force your way through things you shouldn't be doing yet if you just wait. So like. There are more efficient ways to get this to deliver from here, but if you have enough trucks and you are fine waiting for, like, you can see that the way that this is filling up, the net gain, I'm going to be able to do it, but this isn't the order in which I should do it. So I'll just leave it doing that and I'll watch something for a while (laughs) and then I'll just beat something way out of order. (laughs) The game sucks, but I I love it so much. Uh, anyway, on that note, <laughs> this has been another episode of Wads. Did you have anything else you want to bring up before we go? I mean, I have a marquee game I could talk okay, about. Okay, all right, do it. An actual game that I'm really excited to talk about, and then okay. we can go out. Okay. Because this game, I've not seen any games like it. It's well, there's one other game like it, but is it logistical? It's not. Okay. It's logistic, Cal. <laughs> no. You're losing me. It's Red String Club. Ooh. So when I say it's not the only one, it's because. The description is matches one other game, but they're totally freaking different. Oh. So this is God's a cyberpunk uh, bartending game. <laughs> yep. Which, shockingly, there is another one, and that's that Valhalla. Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is not Valhalla. Okay. This is looks way... I have not played Valhalla. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. But Valhalla looks way more anime-y. Yeah. In Valhalla, you're just in the bar. This is like a uh, a more bigger world in the cyberpunk world like there are parts that take place in this bar and a big part of the game is mixing drinks because <laughs> that you, sounds awesome you're you're a bartender who's like there's some like weird mystical stuff but basically like you can target different parts of people's personality with different with your drinks drink. yeah and um then you're then you're talking to them and basically not interrogating them but pumping them for information and there are different trees 
that when you ask them different things or say different things, it changes the timeline of the information you're going to get and hmm. like the story. And so you can see there's a, a chart that you can come up that shows different paths that you've taken, but you don't know what those other paths are. Oh, you okay. just know that you made a decision that moved you to a different branch, a different like timeline almost. Um, so is it just experiencing a narrative or can you fail? No, 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 no. I, I like that's one part. And then, so what this is, is actually, it's a really interesting way of doing an adventure game. Okay. Because there's no pixel hunting. There's no, uh, watching someone walk from one end of the screen. Like there's no backtracking. There's no fetch quests. Like, it's still an adventure game that they got rid of all of that stuff. Okay. And um, they did it by basically putting you in different characters in different places that are figuring out different puzzles in those places. And then the, but the main thorough line is the bartender who's figuring out information to that'll then be helpful for solving other puzzles. Is he re- like relating? Yeah, they're all him? related and they talk to each other. Oh, okay. You know, but the, the, the thing that's so interesting, this is another Devolver game. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's made by the gods must be watching people. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's it's they took out all the frustrating parts. <laughs> okay, good. But it's got really like not since the Talos Principle have I seen a game that's like gone after really deep like philosophical think pieces, mm-hmm. you know, and questions in ways that you don't like scoff at or roll your eyes or feel like gross. Oh, that's cool. Like it, it really talks about things that are interesting about just playing with a cyberpunk future or dystopian future, talking about, you know, what um, what it are means. They, are humans, these robots human? Like, dealing with that some, but, like, really about corporations and corporate ethics and, like, what it means to get implants and, you know, the, the mankind evolved, like, when do you stop being a person and, like, what's the trade-offs and mm. what it, it doesn't really matter even... Like, are these questions even meaningful? Like, it deals with all that stuff in ways where you don't feel like you're talking to, like, a freshman philosophy major. (laughs) It's just like, for fuck's sake, man, we know you read Nietzsche. Just shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, you don't understand it, but I don't need you understand. I don't need you to quote it at me or, like, talk about things that you think sound deep but are really just, like, stupid because you're high. Like... (laughs) It does. It avoids that, which is really good. And the 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 pixel art there is like scarily good. It's like mm. so good. Like it starts out. This is not a spoiler. It starts out with a character who got smashed out of a building and is now just falling down this skyscraper. And you're just like flying. And that's where the the name comes up. But you're watching this fly in pixel art with things like floating and Whoa. the buildings. And it's like amazing that they were able to accomplish that. Yeah. Like it's it's a slick neat ass game if you um if you like puzzle games at all um or like story games this streamlines all of it like it 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 gets rid of all the stuff that can be tiresome about adventure games but it keeps in all the stuff that's good so it's better than gods must be watched i think it's a better game yeah yeah that's good it's 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 you can tell they had like a, a lot, lot of, easier a lot of talent but there was something like i just bounced off of the game part of that I still really, really liked God's Month, but it was like freaking frustrating and hard. This is just as dark. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, God's Must Be Watching is probably darker, but this it still has 
Um, it doesn't pull punches, and it's the characters all feel very three dimensional, hmm. which is pretty rare. I think I just got this in a humble monthly. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't played it, but uh, at least fire it up for ten minutes and yeah. see if it's something you like. Because I found it really impressive, and it like sucked me in super hard. Hmm. So I like that's a strong, strong recommend. It's the Red Strings Club. The Red String Club and String the transition Club. between characters and scenes and stuff like that is like so nice so flawless this is a this is like an r-e-s-r-e game it, it really was like it when i saw it it was immediate that like oh i'm gonna really enjoy this but <laughs> like it's devolver it's cyberpunky it's got puzzles it's got like deep ideas like yeah. it, it it really came through on everything that i was hoping and it was a successor from developers that i knew could make cool stuff and the art also is like did you finish it yeah i beat it how long was that um i don't know it wasn't like crazy long maybe yeah, i'd like a couple hours no it was more than that but like i maybe six hours or oh, okay. something like that. I, I don't remember exactly did it feel does it feel more like a game than gods did yeah this okay. is this is a game like it it is an adventure game minus the fetch quests and pixel hunt okay like it still has a very even though the narrative can change um, and your choices can affect things, mm-hmm. it still very much goes from A to Z. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll check that out. Because I like the idea of narrative stuff. I just wish that so many narrative things weren't wrapped up in adventure only. Well, or it goes the other way and does like uh, contemplative... Gear. No. There is that. I guess there's a third way where it's just a movie with occasionally you do something. Yeah. No, but oh, I was thinking more like the Dear Esther Gone Home where it's Oh, like yeah. The walking stuff. The walking stuff. The walking games. Walking Sim. Yeah. Which is a super reductive, but like you get it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Um, no, that sounds cool. I, I definitely was ex- more excited about that than I thought I would be considering how hard I bounced off of their other game. But I thought it looked really cool. Yeah, it it's definitely. I think all the problems that you had with um, Gods Must Be Watching don't exist in this. Right. Yeah. So that sounds good. Sounds like a show. Shoo. Find more at explosivemagicco dot com. Um, write into us wazpod at gmail. Follow us on Twitter at wazpod. Which I finally posted one tweet, which was the first in like. It's been a minute. It's been a long time. Yeah. I got to start doing more of that. Also, I looked back at our, our Waz pod group on Steam. I don't think we've posted since 2016, other than just saying we have episodes, episodes coming out. out. Yep. So, like, maybe we should... So, start doing something? Doing stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, join us I on there. I feel like we also have, like, video plays that we've never released at some point. Did we ever... Oh, recordings? Yeah. But I don't know. We've ne- we I'll haven't done look. those in a long time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, we're we're finally recording again. Yeah. So we can start getting back into some of that stuff. <laughs> Every time we say we we need to be better about our curator, I I probably should be doing that when I'm. I've been slowly adding more. Yeah. Adding um, more reviews. Or yeah, we still have a stuff. good amount on there, but yeah, we'll definitely add more. Um. So that's the Wazpod group on Steam. And if you want to get in on the Kalimba hunt, Ari is falling behind. Am I? Yeah. Oh, shit. He had no idea. I had no idea. 
Damn it. I've been playing Switch too much. I got to get back on Steam so I see when it says Joey's playing Kalimba. If you want to play Kalimba with us, there's the leaderboards. Get in there. Yeah. Uh, I was debating how long to wait to tell you. But <laughs> Have you you've taken over all of the scores? I am up to the boss, the first boss. Oh, really? So okay. all the ones before that are mine. All right. I'll have to jump back in it. Yeah. Get in there. It's a very good game. <laughs> But holy shit, is it frustrating? <laughs> when you're talking about like milliseconds, seconds or less, yeah. to try to win, because like the the whole point for those at home is you have to get every collectible. You can't die, and you have to do it in a certain like to be number one. You have to be faster, so you have to be perfect and faster. And, faster. and a perfect run of those can be anywhere from like a minute to three. Did minutes. Did you have to bang your head against any of those levels? Oh to... yeah, yeah. I had I have some good scores. There's yeah. still, I still not, uh, I still have some left you have to go after though. So oh, yeah. no, I'm, no, no, I'm no. good. I'm glad that it wasn't like you've taken all of them down. Cause then I'd be like, oh shit, I got to go right now. Yeah, No, no, I haven't taken all of them down. I, I will like fire it up maybe once a week and do a couple and be like, that's all I can handle. <laughs> and then I put it down. All right. So I just got to be one step ahead of you then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that game is still very good. Wait for a sale, buy it for three bucks or whatever it is. Yeah, hopefully Trail Hunters or whatever is going to be. Makers. Trail Makers. will be good. They'll they'll get there. It's just a ways away. Um, Yeah, sign us out. Oh, well, uh, Clockface on Steam. Your Dibno on oh, Steam. Yeah, you can friend request us. Uh, we probably won't talk to you if you message us because we... But you could see what we're playing, I guess. Yeah, or, you know... Every so once in a while, shoot I us a message, yeah, and then we'll reply like six hours later because <laughs> we probably weren't at our computer. Yeah, my for that Steam's whole time. always on, so it's, mine is too. Yeah, um, but you can see what we are playing, and um, we like to know what other people are into. So yeah, and um, you should, you know, uh, look. Joey has some shirts. You should check out. There's custom shows. There, the Explosive Magico store. There's stuff you can buy. Um, there's also LOLJK, the other uh, Explosive Magico shows. The Explosive Movie Show is still going strong. You can check out the back catalog of uh, other shows that uh, have come and gone. Um, you can also check out a show that Joey and I also host called Knob Schlobbers. Um, it's, uh, you know, two straight guys take on um, giving blowjobs, which is uh, an interesting uh, idea. We thought if you want to jump into it, I recommend um episode two um which actually it's pretty much like episode one where we're kind of just like you know trying to awkwardly move around uh the subject without um trying to to give up on on uh our heterosexuality um, why would we start the show it was a weird idea uh episode <laughs> five is really good though that was where we huffed gasoline and went to uh a club that turned out to be a strip club for men and um things got really weird there was uh some actual filleting but uh what it turned out when we woke up was that we were not actually in a strip club we were actually just in a supermarket and um had a bunch of vegetables around us uh that we ended up having to buy and made a nice soup out of. So, anyways, that was episode five. Check it out. What was the name of the show again? Uh, Knob Schlobbers. Okay. Yeah. We don't do that show anymore. No, no, no. That's in the back catalog. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, it got too weird, yeah. strangely. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, it got awkward. Yeah. Yeah.